When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So last episode, we talked about returning to work and super for somebody who's been out of the workforce with a low super balance. Uh, today, on this episode, I've got James Millard again, and we're sitting in my car again, and there was almost a car accident, but anyway, we're going to continue that discussion and talk about superannuation and contributions. So, you ready to go, James? Yes. Yeah. So, let me set the scene. I want to basically start with, in Australia, when you put money, and they call it a concessional contribution into superannuation, you get taxed on the way in. And the super fund will withhold 15% of that. So, on the main, when your employer puts money into super, the government takes 15%. And you can only put up to $25,000 per year into your super at a tax rate of 15%. Now, what that means is if you were earning $100,000 and your employer made a a $9,500 contribution to super, you would only be paying 15% tax on that 9500 portion. However, in some weird way, if they didn't put that in super, you'd be paying you know, well over 37% probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we know super is a concessional tax environment. We know that a concessional contribution allows a tax concession of 15% on money going in. On the other side, if you wanted to put your own money from your bank account after it's been taxed, you can put that inside super and they call that a non-concessional contribution and you can put up to $100,000 per year into your super fund. The reason why somebody might want to put $100,000 into super as a maximum per year is... Well, usually if they haven't got anywhere better to put it or they're getting closer to retirement where it makes a lot of sense because once you... So, when you say we're we're taxed at 15%, we're taxed at 15% until we retire. Yes. And so, for balances of super under 1.6 million, once we retire, it's taxed at 0%. So, it makes sense to have 1.6 million in there in retirement if you can get it. Absolutely. So, the the thing about super is people freak out by saying, oh, super and they, I lose my super and it's not my money. It is your money and superannuation is just a tax structure. Yep. Now, people freak out about the government changing the rules and absolutely, but I know one thing, money in super will always be taxed cheaper than outside. So, over the long term, and it's very rare and I don't think it's ever happened, that a government would make something worse off in terms of superannuation going forward. No way. I won't claim it as my own, but someone said it is like our own Cayman Islands bank account. Yeah. Super is a tax haven in Australia. It is, big time. So, so, th- so, basically, you can get money into super two ways. One way through your bank account, and you can put up to $100,000 per year, or you can actually, and this won't apply to a lot of our listeners, or you can bring forward three years and throw in $300,000 at once. Hmm. Because what you want to do is, at least I know that $300,000 that can grow and any growth is getting taxed at 15%, 
not if I had it in an investment outside of super at my marginal tax rate. And then once I get to retirement age, I can then have that money potentially growing tax-free. Yeah. So, and I personally, and people say, why do you, so I cap out my super each year. So I put 25 grand into super every year, claim that on tax because I'm self-employed. People say, why are you doing that at such a young age? Well, for me, number one, if it was in my account, I'd spend the bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, when we do financial planning and we touched on it last episode, it, it basically gets to the point, once you work out how much it costs to live and exist and you've got money for your goals, we then have to invest for the future. So if I've got an extra, and I'll make a number up, if I've got an extra $30,000 free per year, and that's a good position to be in, I'm very fortunate. Totally. Okay. I've gone, I don't need that $30,000. I need to invest it for my future. I do my holidays. I've, you know, have a life and blah, blah, blah. Now, I don't need the money. So then I go through what's the best way for me to invest this for the future. For me, 25 grand into super. Is, is a great option. It's one of those options. It's one right? of those options. Mm. But I also have an investment property, which is another option because it's all my assets. It just means all my future assets, some of it's an investment property in my own name, mm. some of it's in super, and I've got some of it in an investment bond, which we will get you on to talk about kids and investment bonds. Yeah. So... I guess so. We're doing something similar. So we like being self-employed as well. There's there's max out super when it makes sense to do so. Absolutely. And when my wife wasn't working with kids, we weren't doing that. But we're we're getting back to that now. Pay the invest, pay the home loan down, but don't chuck everything in there. Yes. Because that gives you you know essentially rates are at four percent or less. You're getting a four percent return on your money when you do that. You could be making more elsewhere, and those. So that's where super makes sense, but also the investment property side of things. So again, it's when we do financial planning, it's based on goals and when do you need the money and for what, and then we just work backwards. So someone might say to me, "Oh, Glenn, well, you've got a bit of money left over, which you actually don't need. Lock that away for future, Glenn." Here's a here's an interesting one. I do this with clients all the time. You look at that money. So if you've got that 30 grand left over, you don't need that much. So we run some simple numbers for a client just last week. And if you put, it's less than 500 a month into wow. super, yeah. 450 roughly, it's, sure. you know, call it 120 a week. Yeah. You do that, if you're 25 years old and you do that for 40 years and you just put it in the low cost, assume it's going to return, say, 7% after the 15% tax you're talking about. Yeah you'll have $1.6 million in super in retirement. Yeah. Now, that's in today's dollars. Yes. So, you've got to take that into account. It's going to be worth a lot less in the future, but it's a massive, still a massive chunk. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, so it doesn't take that much. And I to say build, to people, build it. we need to do a favor of the Glen tomorrow, today. James has to do yourself of tomorrow a favor today. Mm. The time's going to pass anyway. I don't miss the money because I pay weekly or fortnightly into my investment accounts. I don't miss the money, so it just gets put aside and I don't look at it. There are two ways you can get money into super in terms of the $25,000 per year at a concessionally taxed um, tax rate of 15%, or you can just hide money through the back door of hundred grand per year. That you, There's no tax deduction when you put it in, but in the future, it can grow tax-free, and until you get to retirement age, it's growing at 15% 
tax rate environment. So we're we're talking about those big numbers at the moment, which yeah. you know may or may not relate to most of the listeners, but there's also some much smaller yeah, ones, so, right? And this is a good segue. What I want to do is. It, it all started with going back to work after having a child mm. or whatnot. And it might, money might be tight, but there might be some opportunities to put some money away and get some free money for, from the government. So, what's two ways, James, that we can actually maximize the government incentives with super at the moment? So, one of them, you need a spouse to okay. start with. Don't have one, but okay. Well, you miss out on that. Okay. For you, Glenn... Well, it, firstly, it depends on your income, so I'm not. I'm going to. I'm going to assume that you don't quite pass this test. But okay. if you it are, sounds very presumptuous of you, but whatever. <laughs> let's say you were a working mum, sure. and you just returned to two days a week, sure, after having babies, sure, and you were earning thirty-seven thousand dollars, roughly or less, part-time role. Call it part-time. Yeah. Um, you can put a thousand dollars in a year. After the, tax, after tax, so, so in the, non-concessional, in the same section as I've got up to a hundred thousand, you yep. might only use one thousand dollars of that. Exactly yep. right. You can put that in. The government will actually match that. You tell them in your tax return when you do your tax return, yep. and they will then contribute five hundred dollars to match your thousand into your super. Yeah. So okay, that's an interesting point. So back to returning to work. If you could scrape together a thousand dollars a year, it might be worth it just to throw $1,000 in as a minimum to your super just to get that free $500 from the government. Not a bad return, really, yeah. is it? It's 50%. Great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you can if you can find $1,000 and it's, it's definitely spare money that you don't need for And pay it else. by, say, BPAY, for example, into your super fund each mm. week or fortnight exactly. and you won't miss it. Yeah. So, that's probably one thing mm. that um, I think it was Alicia in the last episode if anything, I would only consider that until everything's sorted. 20 bucks a week. Yep. And your other option, um, and, you know, we weren't we weren't sure in that last example whether we're talking about Alicia having a spouse or not. Sure. But if you have a spouse and you are either you or your partner are the low-income earner, so yep. that the government calls a low-income under roughly 37 grand. Sure then there's an extra contribution where you can contribute up to $3,000. In that post-tax? Yes. So, $3,000 of that $100,000? Exactly right. Yep. So, you're the, you're the higher income earning spouse and you can contribute up to three grand, and the government gives you an 18% tax offset for that. Right. So, Which... what that means is when you do your tax return, that contribution will receive an 18% offset, which gives you... Rough, well, exactly five hundred and forty dollars, eighteen percent of the three grand that you put in. So, realistically, if you are a young family and there is one spouse that has a lower income and is returning to work, as a possible immediate outcome, and I don't know if you would do more than this, but maybe up to four thousand dollars of your own money into super, if you wanted to maximise the. Um, both of them. The, both mm. government incentives. Totally. Now, are you happy? Um, if you go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, are you happy if someone wants to chat to you about their own personal situation on this? Yeah, of course. Because what if, if you do want to chat to James, just put in the like any other comments on that form that you listen to this episode, just so we're on the mm. same page, so we know that maybe you've got a young family and you need to 
you know, just have a bit of a sounding board. You're happy to have just a 10-minute chat with somebody. Yeah, and Yeah, we've got a link for 15 minutes to go straight into the calendar. So, yeah. um, until that fills up, you are more than welcome. Sure. Okay, well, let's try and fill your bloody... <laughs> you, today, I call this guy today because we didn't plan to do this episode today. And he's like, I'm on 3% like, on battery. And then number two, I just finished a surf. You're surfing. Well, two issues. You got a good life because you're bloody surfing at 9.30 a.m. Second issue, why have we got 3% battery in the morning? <laughs> My iPhone is horrendous. I'm, okay. I'm on an iPhone 6. Jeez. Uh, so, yeah, shoot me. I'm, I, I just we'll sneak into we're Gen gonna, Y. We're gonna I'm, do I'm not a, being very good at it. We're going to do a, um, a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's, um, we've gone a little bit long, but... Again, I just, and I know a lot of people know my personal situation because of this, but it's just good to use the practical examples that, you know, just because you do have that $25,000 amount that you can put in, it doesn't mean you should. There Hmm. could be, if you do have 30 grand or 25 grand left over in your budget, it might make more sense in your personal situation to only put 10,000 into super and $10,000 towards an investment property or $5,000 into a, a child's investment account or $5,000 into saving for X or Y. Yeah. So, you got options. Just because Glenn James is doing it does not mean anyone else should. Of most things in my life, just because <laughs> I do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Uh, so, oh, anyway, we've got to go. This has been a, a, a long express episode, but we've covered a lot of ground. But definitely, if you did want to have a chat with James... Um, you'd be happy to take some calls and mm. yeah, sortyourmoneyout.com. We won't do it in my car like this. No, and click get help. So, thanks, James. Thank you, Glenn. Bye. Bye. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Approach Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.